Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 139, and today we are going to be talking about some preparation that can be done ahead of the growing season. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We've got it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, and we've recently added Spotify to that list. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDOTonyK. Now with that, let's get back to the show. We are bringing you another episode of Jake and Tony Talk. Uh, As I mentioned, we are going to be talking about some of the preparation steps that you can put into place prior to the growing season. And and when I say that, Jake, I'm I'm talking about kind of winter projects. Absolutely. Type, the the type of stuff now keep in mind we are up here in the upper Midwest, so we do have a down season. Um, I know other parts of the world, I know we've got some listeners in Australia. Yep. I don't know if you guys farm year round or not. Um, some of our counterparts down in uh, Arizona, California, they do kind of have a year-round farming where uh, machines are always moving. So yeah. the way I look at this is just what are some things that we can do to alleviate some of the the headaches come in-season type work? So, Jake, you kind of... The, the work you've done with the operations center and, and what you do there, you've really, really dove in headfirst on, on understanding that to the fullest. So I just want to talk, what are, what are some of the, the basics, just getting started? What are some of the things we can do to alleviate some of the headaches on the operator in the mm-hmm. cab? So we're sitting in front of our computer. It's it's January, February. We haven't pulled out the equipment yet, but I know there's a lot of stuff that can be done in the operations center to clean things up in the cab. Yeah, absolutely. So this is almost like logistics for data, right? Because, you know, you think about let's get our seed in the tender. Let's make sure it's staged in the right place. Let's get our our nurse tanks set up in the appropriate places and let's get our tender trucks ready to go. This is really that preseason planning, that logistical uh, game plan for our data entry and our data collection process. And really, I mean, we always talk about data cleanup and, and getting things in after the fact, but you know, this is my favorite time of year because it's the time that we can say, all right, we learned these lessons last year. What can we do moving forward? And usually this is the time of the year where your your John Deere dealer, your sales agronomist or your crop consultants are coming to you and they're like, all right, let's let's do some pre-planning. Let's create our boundaries. Let's, you know, work on our setup files and all that kind of stuff. So that's really the whole topic that we're going to discuss right now. So that you bring up a good point. Now, uh, before we get into boundaries, I want to talk about, 
getting our displays cleaned up. So everybody has the different way of filing per se their field. So John Deere, we it's client farm field. Is this not the perfect time to make sure we have all of the data off of our displays, clear them out, delete them, make sure we are starting fresh. But then before we send that setup file, let's clean up the client farm field. Let's delete some of those garbage fields. Maybe it's a field we don't farm anymore that we can archive, things like that. Is this not the perfect time to be doing that? I would assume that this would, yeah, this is this is the perfect time. Uh, for those of you with a Gen 4 display, uh, one thing that we always, I, I seem to have been saying it a lot in the last few weeks as guys are going through this conversation, what am I going to do You know, when I'm not shoveling snow, I go inside and I make myself a cup of coffee and what am I going to do for the rest of the day until it snows another foot and a half and we have to go clean it up again. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity to prepare. Uh, let's, let's get our client farm field. In a lot of cases, it's do we have a naming structure? I've had more conversations in the last few days about just, do you even have a naming structure? Do you call everything the same client farm field for multiple machine fleets? That seems to be heads or tails over the make or break on the entire data collection process. Uh, You know, are we all running on the same boundary? Are we all calling things the same name? And that consistency in our naming processes across products, across tank mixes, across even just our basic lands or guidance lines is the difference between you having that logistical headache out in the field as you're sitting at the field edge, you're loaded up, you're ready to go, you're unfolded, you're ready to hit the ground. And for some reason, you're not able to document anything like this is this is that pre-planning time where you can get this stuff done ahead of time. As soon as you hit the ground, you're ready to hit the ground running. So, Yeah, and that's one of the things that I, I get questioned a lot on is the whole client farm field. And you bring up, do you have a naming process? Do you have a structure to it? And what I always tell guys is, what what does your filing cabinet look like at home? Really, that's all client farm field is, is how do you want to file these fields? Now, I know some guys where client and farm are is just their farm name. It's the same thing. So I... Tony as the client, Tony as the farm, and then I have my 15 different fields of the back quarter, the north 80, the whatever have you. But then there's also some people that they take it where client is their farm name, the farm is maybe their their landlord's name or who they purchased that farm from, and then the field is the, the southeast quarter, the north half. Everybody does it a different way. So there's, there is no right or wrong on how to utilize client farm field. The biggest thing is, is find out what works for you and your farm and run with it. As long as you've got a process, that's all that matters. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, and you brought it up was boundaries. Yeah. So everybody talks about, you know, one of the, the first question I want to ask Jake is, what is the best way to create a boundary? That's a question I get all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of have my idea in, in my head, mm-hmm. but what is the best way to create a boundary? Because we all know there's different ways to do it. What What would you tell a guy? How would you <laughs> tell a guy to go about creating the boundary to get the best possible boundary? Okay, so in a perfect world, you probably have a John Deere Gator 
uh, be it an 825i. Actually, if, if you're going to just run this right now, an 835R that has the cab and the heater and everything, and you have a Gen 4 display with an RTK receiver, a, you know, a Starfire 6000 receiver with RTK correction, and you're going to just basically spend the day driving around boundaries. That is going to be your 100% closest thing to perfect that you're going to get, at least for this year, because you know that you're going to move the shelter belt a little ways outward as you get overgrowth or or you're going to chop down some things or clean up that rock pile. The thing about boundaries and everyone, it's it's a pet peeve of mine, and yet it's very much a it's something that I kind of celebrate. I don't care if it's a square that just kind of boxes around the section. Like, I don't care. You need to define where that data should flow. Then you can name things whatever the heck you want. And I don't care if you're using John Deere Operations Center, you're using Climate Field View, you're using AgLeader SMS, you're using any product. The first thing to start with is a boundary. That way data can flow somewhere. You can try to layer things with the client farm field as your only connotation and good luck because you're always going to fat finger something in the cab. You're always going to miss something. Oh, crap. I, I, I had that capitalized or I had a one there. I used a dash instead of an underscore. If you have something defined as a boundary, you can name it whatever the heck you want in the cab. It's going to flow where it needs to go. The biggest thing at the end of the day, when we talk about data cleanup and the biggest way that I fix almost 95% of my problems that I have with data flowing to the wrong field or the maybe I have the wrong crop or whatever it is, is by defining the space where it's supposed to land. And you bring up a really good point there, Jake. So not only, and one, let's go back, the how to create a boundary. So we're, we're on the same page here. I like what you did with the uh, 835R. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? We get our cab, our heater, our air yeah. conditioning, wherever you are, and driving it. So absolutely, the, the most precise boundary you will ever get is by recording it in the field with an RTK receiver. That is going to be the most precise. Now, going back to your next comment about <laughs> just have something there. Yeah. A lot of guys think that, well, all, all the boundary is good for is turning on and off my section control, or it's just, it's doing whatever. Now, everybody, don't get us wrong here. Everybody has their own idea on where their boundary should land. One guy wants it specifically right on the edge of his field. The next guy says, well, you know, I want I want five feet or 10 feet of buffer because I don't want my section control accidentally shutting off. Keep in mind, <laughs> boundaries are not just for section control. Jake, you and I, just the other day, we were working with a customer that prior to them having boundaries defined, they were bringing data in. Yep. And... If you forgot to change the client farm field, yep. all of a sudden you'd have data somewhere else from a different field, yep. but it was titled under that same client farm field. Exactly. So boundaries don't only help you with section control, things like that, but it also helps you in data collection and keeping that data clean Yes. because it has somewhere to go. It knows where to go. Right. If you don't define that boundary, it just says, okay, sounds good, and it throws it out there. Yep. So... Keep that in mind ahead of the season boundaries, whether you go out and you create it with your gator on tracks or your whatever you're doing, or if you just go into the operations center and you freeform, you hand draw the boundaries. Any type of a boundary around a field is better than no boundary. 
The other thing with boundaries is in order to have variable rate map-based prescriptions, you need to have a boundary. So keep that in mind when you talk boundaries. The next thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of one of my one of my things that I I I wish I wish more of the industry would take hold of is the products. Oh man. Yeah. So You're speaking it, yeah. It, it, uh-huh. My one of my favorite statistics and and you know where I'm going with this. One of my favorite statistics is when it comes to products is the number one hybrid in across the across the board when it comes to documenting your your application, your seating application. Yep. The most used hybrid in the entire industry is hybrid number one. Yep. It's not a, a DKC fifty four seventy three. It's nope. not a. It is hybrid one. one. Yep. And so. It, it, the thing there is that when it comes to data cleanliness and, and having proper data, let's make sure we get our varieties and hybrids input. Now, the thing to keep in mind, you talked about back with the boundaries or the client farm field, fat fingering something in a display. Oh, yeah. We it all happens. know what happens. Mm-hmm. We also know that I am operator one in my planter. You are operator two in your planter. Yeah. I like using case sensitive capital letters, but you don't. Right. You just like everything lowercase. Yep. Well, that's now going to come into the operation center as two completely different hybrids yep. because one is all cap or capital this and, and lowercase that, and yours is just all lowercase. Yep. Well, the operation center doesn't know. They they don't. No. They just see two completely different things. Yep. So it, can we make sure in the operation center, can we add all of our products ahead of time? That's the easiest way to do it. So there, there is a tool. It's, it's labeled as project. Uh, sorry, projects. It's, this will this will become a project. So that's where it comes from. Uh, it's called products. It used to be called product manager in the uh, pre-January release of Operation Center. So you may hear it said either way. It's basically the tool for managing your product list, and you can use it for tank mixes and you can use it for individual products as well. The biggest thing at the end of the day is. Can you come to a consensus, just like with your naming uh, of Client Farm Field, can you come to a consensus on how you name your products? Because, again, everyone usually thinks of uh, clean or dirty data based upon if you have stray data points or you have overlap or you have these other things. The worst data to me is if, if the product is named one, Client Farm Field is called, you know, one, one, one. And there's no boundary, like everything is just ones across the board, which I think they said also the most popular farm name is one also. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's downright, and we've done it. Everyone d- does it, even at, at clinics. If you're, a, if you're a John Deere dealer or a case dealer, whatever you are, typically your example is going to be, yeah, we'll just name this quick, one, one, one. And then you move on with life because you want to try to show them the next part of the project or the next part of the puzzle. Well, guess what? When you're in a rush out in the field, that 111 is going to go in there. Product name is one. Uh, Operator name is one. Everything is one or dash or whatever it is. The quickest letter that you can press to move on with life and get to doing what you need to do. If you take a little bit of time right now as you're assessing your data set, uh, assessing your operation center account, getting that naming structure in there, 
by the end of this, I promise you, we're, we're going to bring all of this together and we're going to show you why this is going to be very, very, very simple for you. But yes. And that that's really that's really the whole, the, the take home, the cookie to this entire episode here is, and there's one more thing or two more things I want to touch on, but the, it's the... That is the biggest part, Jake, is we all know that when it's go time, time is sensitive. We, when, when the ground is fit, when, when it says we can go, we can go. And the last thing we want to be doing is stopping and typing in client farm field or typing in the, the hybrid that you just put in the planter, whatever it may be. And that's why this little bit of prep in your downtime in the off season. Now, whether that be winter for us up here in the Midwest, yeah. or if you are in a different part of the world where maybe you only have a month of downtime, uh, try to do some of this ahead of time. The, one of the last things I want to touch on as far as preparation is, and it's another one of my favorites, guidance lines. Oh, perfect. Every time you pull into a field, you're making a new guidance line or your tillage tractor guy, he's making a new guidance line, things like that. Jake, in the operations center, do we have the ability to add, remove, manipulate guidance lines? Can we clean that stuff up before we go out to the field? You know, that's one of the un, probably the most underappreciated thing about Operations Center is you compare Operations Center to anything and everything else based on agronomic data, based on the ability to aggregate data, and based on the ability to kind of just push things out to the machine and just move on with life. But the coolest thing about Operations Center and land and what used to be known as land managers, so in, again, pre-January uh, release of Operations Center, it was called land manager, and it's called land now. You have the ability to manipulate your fields, your boundaries, and and your flags, all those types of things. But the coolest thing is the guidance lines. And there's a number of tools in the operations center that you can predefine those guidance lines based on the width of your machine, based on the outlying boundary. You know that boundary of that field isn't going to change. If for some reason it does, you can manipulate it. That's one thing that we always take for granted is the fact that boundaries are editable. Like, you can always go back and change it. You don't, you're not stuck with that for eternity. You can make it bigger, smaller. You can add a little offshoot if you clear a grove of trees or whatever. But your guidance lines, you can preset curve tracks. You can do A-plus uh, uh, headings based on a direction. If you know you like to go 273 degrees, you can set that A as a dot in the field and make a guidance line based on 273 degrees. You don't have to do that out in the field. You can do that all ahead of time. And we can push that stuff to the machine. And that brings me to the last point there. We can do all of this stuff. So cleaning up your client farm field, creating or editing boundaries, um, adding your products ahead of time. So you don't have to sit there and do it on the display in the cab. You just choose from a drop-down menu. Um, like you said, the guidance lines, cleaning that up, making sure you only have four or five guidance lines per field or whatever it may be. If you know that you want your spring tillage guy to work every field at five degrees or at 95 degrees, whatever it may be, you can predetermine those guidance lines and the guy in your tillage tractor, if it's you or it's somebody else, he's just got to select that one line versus creating a new one every single time. Yep. So a lot of it goes into efficiency and, and how to best prepare for the season. And you, you kind of mentioned it there at the, at the end of your last comment, we can do all of this stuff ahead of time and then come 
right before we head to the field, we can send all of that to the machine. Now, what is the process of that? So there's a, a great tool in Operation Center called Setup File Creator. And this is going to be a John Deere exclusive thing. You can only create setup files for John Deere displays. This will be the generation two all the way through uh, the current generation four series of displays. And you know how every display has its own file structure and its own, I mean, when we talk about data cleanup and data entry, this is this is very much a part of it. In order for that display to read it in, it has to have a certain file structure. All of that can be pre-built using setup file creator in operation center and it will have it will basically start what is your display type what do you want to name this do you want to create something based on what you did last year based on a, a file you've pre-done what land features do you want added do you want these guidance lines these flags what equipment are you going to be working with what are your what are your uh, offsets your your widths your swath widths uh, what machine is it is it going to be going to what products uh, from product manager that we discussed? What products do we want added to this? Is this for tillage? Do we do we even care about that? Do we care to have products in our in our setup file for a tillage tool? No, probably not. But for our planter, do we want all those hybrids? Do we want that fertilizer blend to populate uh, the operators? And then at the end of the day, you can kind of look at it, see what you like, what you do want. And you can copy it. So if you have multiple machines, you can literally work off the exact same copy. And if that other tractor doesn't hit that field, it's none the wiser. It doesn't care that it never hit that field. The other tractor covered it. Uh, that's kind of the thing that we always kind of take for granted is that you can make copies of a setup file. You can make copies and just send it to all the machines. If you're working with a fleet of rigs, you're all going to work off the same product list. You're all going to work off the same client farm fields. Send it to every one of them. Uh, especially the Gen 4 displays, there's plenty of room. You're not going to run out of room for all of this information. For legacy displays, the Gen 3 and, and older displays, keep in mind that when you add these setup files, you're going to lose what's pre-populated in the display. But uh, a pro tip, if you are working with a John Deere Generation 4 display, it doesn't delete the old stuff. So you can add to it. You can add more. You can do what you want you have to manually get rid of it you have to manually get rid of it you don't have to blank the entire display to add new things if you decide you're going to completely change your naming structure and we just want to start from scratch you can do that there, there's a youtube video for that there, there there are things that you can do to figure these things out but don't be afraid to send you know do a little pre-planning and and send that information to the all the displays that need it and that's really the, again, the takeaway to this episode. And we hopefully this information was useful. It, it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of planning, but it saves you time in the field. When you get going with the planter, with the tillage tools, with the, the sprayer, the fertilizer applicator, whatever you're doing at the beginning of the season or your first pass, it saves time in that manner it it makes things more efficient it helps you move along a lot quicker a lot uh, a lot more efficiently making all of these plans ahead of time adding in your client farm field predefining your boundaries predefining your guidance lines doing everything like that just helps everything move so much smoother once it comes to that time of the season so 
uh, yeah, it, it's planning. It's it planning. We we all got to do it. We got to decide. You got to decide what hybrid you're going to plan where. Well, when you decide what hybrid is going where, throw it in the operations center. Yeah. Then you, then you have it in that list. You don't have to type it in in the display. So. Just a few things that we wanted to touch on here, um, going over some pre-season, pre-growing season preparation, some things that you can think about uh, implementing on your farm if you don't already. So, uh, yeah, if you got any questions, curiosities, you can find me on Twitter, at RDO Tony K. And I'm at RDO Jacob M. All right, there we go. Another episode of Jake and Tony Talks. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed, or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode, or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.